Welcome to Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Undead, episode 12. Uh, I am Chelsea, and I'm here physically, actually, with my co-host, Nicole. Howdy, folks. We are actually sitting in the same room together. This is the first time that has happened on this podcast. I am in Baton Rouge, so that's kind of neat. Thanks for telling everyone where I live now. (laughs) Stalkers, and she lives at... (laughs) Uh, Anyway, today we're watching Disturbing Behavior, uh, 1998, and we are super lucky today. We have a special guest. She is the director of the super rad movie Dolly Deadly. Her name is Heidi Moore. Oh, hello. Hi, Heidi. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi. And um, she's actually the one that picked Disturbing Behavior because she noticed on our SoundCloud that, like, pretty much all of the movies that we watch are from, like, are like teen movies from the 90s, so this will go nicely. We have a type. <laughs> Tall, dark, and 90s. Yeah, I, and Heidi did a fabulous job in picking it out. Um, it has kind of the aspects of all the movies we look for. Um, same cast members that are in everything. <laughs> we have Katie Holmes and uh, James Marsden, which is a breath of fresh air. Um, Heidi, why don't you kind of explain, like, reasons that you kind of picked this other than you thought it was right up our alley? Well, um, well, I've, I haven't seen this movie since 1998. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I see I stayed at my, I was staying at my grandma's house one time and this movie came out in the theater and I went and watched it, like, three times because I was so bored at my grandma's house. Plus, like, I kind of thought Katie Holmes was cool. She had her, like, belly button pierced and stuff. Yeah, and she has her nose pierced in this, too. Yeah, and, like, a NoFX sticker on her truck. Yeah, we're going to see that, too. It's kind of like a shit version of the faculty, which <laughs> uh, Nicole and I noticed, and then so we were like, wait a second, what came out first, disturbing behavior or the faculty? And it turns out they came out the same year. Oh, they did? Maybe the, they were in Disturbing Behavior actually came out in July, and the faculty didn't come out till November. Oh. But I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Heidi is more familiar than we are, like how production companies will kind of like rival companies will come out with rival movies and try to put it out first. Yeah, um, yeah. It's this one just. It's like the Adams Family and the Munsters. Right, yeah, yes. Exactly. There's always like two, or like a Bug's Life and Ant story or whatever. Didn't they come out like the same yeah. year? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch that. <laughs> You've got kids. I thought you'd watch that. So um, tell us about Dolly Deadly. Oh, and so we've tried to do this podcast a few times, and Nicole and I have been very retarded with the electronical electronics part of this podcast. But um, what we were saying is you can rent... Uh, Dolly Deadly on Amazon Prime now. Yeah, well, and if you have Amazon Prime, it's for free. Oh, it's for score! I can watch it finally. I've been waiting. Except for this, I watched it. I watched it, um, and it's super rad. It's like John Waters mixed together with I don't know. It's super awesome. Tell us about your movie, and so okay, so kind of give a brief synopsis of Dolly Deadly. Um, well, I guess, ooh, that's, that's hard. It's about a little boy who lives in a trailer park. Um, he has these dolls that he plays with because that's all he has left from his mom. And, uh, he just gets made fun of a lot and, uh, he just kind of goes crazy and kills everybody dressed as a doll. 
that's the story. I love the, and the mom is like my favorite character in the whole movie, by the way. Oh, is she? I would tell, I'm going to, well, Dana, she'll hear it, but my friend Dana um, plays the mom and she, she's played the mom of both of my kids in different movies. So she's my baby mama, basically. And yeah, your, your son is Benji, right? Yeah. So very cool. Everybody go watch this movie. It's super awesome. It's like really colorful and it's kind of like Tim Burton color. I don't know. It's super cool. I've watched <laughs> well, a lot of really weird indie films for like Slaughter Movie House and stuff. And this one was by far my favorite that I've seen. Um, yesterday I was looking at the reviews on Amazon and one said like, this isn't even good enough to be considered a B movie. It, it looks like it was shot on a potato. So there's that too. I it was know, shot on that. a potato. We were in New Orleans last night. And we saw that somebody wrote that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know, and, like, and then my husband was curious what kind of potatoes you use. Like, yeah. It's an Idaho potato, an Irish spud. I was wondering too. I was like, is it one of those like giant baking potatoes? I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean, though? Like, I don't even... I guess people call, like, old-fashioned, like, flip-phones, like, potato-quality pictures, so maybe she thought you were, like, your camera sucked or something. I feel like that's an anti-Irish <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh, my gosh. Racist. That I can't believe that girl is being racist toward me. <laughs> right? Are you even Irish, Heidi? Yeah, well, I, I'm a little bit Irish and then um, Mexican, so... Maybe if she said, well, like, I, shot, I shot it with the a Irish burrito. Farm. <laughs> I, I should respond and be like, uh, no, actually, I shot it with a burrito. Or something <laughs> like that. I actually saw it spotted. I can't talk. I've been drinking mimosas at Nicole's all day long. So ignore that. Um, so we, I guess we should kind of give a brief overview of what's going on in the movie. So after like 20 minutes of really weird, cheaply done credits, we go to see, um, there's a family moving to Cradle Bay. The kids are the girl from Ginger Snaps. And American American Mary. Mary. (laughs) And she's like the junior high girl. And then the older brother is James Marsden. James the Cheekbones Marsden. (laughs) Jawline for days Marsden. (laughs) And um, they've just moved from Chicago to this cradle of filth, Cradle Bay. Which I thought on the sign because of the weird font, I originally thought that it said Cradle Bag. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and then when they show all like the crust punks that like reside there. It's like such a meathead, like metalhead (laughs) name for it down. It is not. It is Cradle Bay. Um, Chelsea did manage to somehow forget about the breaking the neck blowjob scene that happened. Oh, we did. I missed that. Yeah. Um, so Mary Jo, who's never relevant again in the film, (laughs) is giving one of the kind of crew cut type guys in town a blowjob. She's stealing his innocence, you know, on the cliff that they're... He needs his <laughs> She's taking you know, it. That's so sickening. I need all of this jizz. I need my fluids. <laughs> like, yes. I think I, I read in an article one time that Puff Daddy was running in, like, the New York Marathon or the Boston Marathon. And he, like, yeah, he went on the record as saying that he hadn't had sex in the three months he was preparing because 
he wanted to save up his fluids. He is such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that would slow you down more because your balls are going to be sagging to the ground. <laughs> he probably didn't even finish. Finish the way. race? Or? He didn't finish in any sort of way. All right. So, away from Puff Daddy's balls. Um, so, this girl, Mary Jo, is going down on the guy and he breaks her neck. And then two cops come up and he ends up, this kid ends up shooting one of the cops. And then, like, the sheriff is like, oh, go away, son. Like, so it's okay. We just see that it's okay that these. Yeah, because he's got to go play football. Right, exactly. So in his varsity blues. In his like, high school football game. So important, right? <laughs> so he can be a cop killer, but as long as he passes the ball, it's fine. Yeah, be the Punts ball. the ball. I don't know what they do. Did you, is, are you guys seeing Dickie come in the classroom, or am I in the wrong? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, so you're Dickie at the right just, part. Dickie, Dickie just came in. Uh, with his cool motor oil cap, so we know that for sure that he works on cars. Yeah, I just thought he much. wanted to wear a cool trucker hat, because that's what kids did it's then. It's like oil. <laughs> I know, I was wondering if they are, yeah. like, sponsored by Pennzoil, since he has the shirt and the hat on. <laughs> it's like the only teen show that could, like, get an oil advertiser. <laughs> Uh, product placement. We just really need to push this pins oil. So, this is great. That guy had a really disturbing s- behavior. <laughs> that guy had a really sweet, uh, like leather headband, but it was like tied around the back of his head, Rambo style. Actually, this movie does not have a terrible soundtrack to it. It's very like 1998, and their school is like. I don't know. They just, the lighting in this makes their school just like look like it's full of punk rock kids. They clearly filmed this in a parking garage. (laughs) (laughs) This cafeteria scene. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't go to a school like this. I went to a small school. We didn't have all these groups of people. (laughs) I'm an clear cutly defined. I went to, we had like 2,000 kids in our graduating class. I went to a very large public school like this, and we had cliques, but. I just wish they were as clearly defined as the cliques at this school. I would have made friends so much easier if I had known exactly where, like, the motorhead, vegan, Pentecostal kids were um, versus, like... The Asians, cool Asians, jocks. (laughs) But actually, we were um, talking about it, and this movie kind of sucks in a lot of ways, but but it's great. But we realize that kind of the only character... We say that about every movie. We do, we do say that about every movie that we do. Except Urban Legend. Um, that this character... Uh, what's his name? Gavin? Gavin. Gavin. Nick Stahl. The Nick Stahl character is, like, the one that has the best personality. And, like, he's, like, he's funny, he's smart. You actually care about him. So he's my favorite. Well, character. and he's also the one that, from the beginning of the film, from the scene where Mary Jo gets her sad neck broken from the blowjob scene she um he's he witnesses all of this so he sees it going on the entire time there's these all these like attractive little high school boys and i don't like luckily the actors are probably like 20 something yeah you don't have to feel so you don't feel so bad except i don't know powder isn't very cute They have a character UV for those of you that haven't seen and aren't watching this while you He's listen like to the podcast because you're a normal person. 
There's a character who's, I guess, an albino, and they call stoner. him UV, and he's the stoner drug dealer, way cool guy. Yeah, he's the coolest um, guy. And Chelsea and I were like, oh, it's powder. It's powder from the movie, because apparently all albinos look the same to us. <laughs> but when we looked it up, and apparently I thought not powder, powder was cute. Powder. When I was a kid, when I saw that movie. Because he was from the the Boondock Saints. Sean yeah. Patrick Fl- What's yeah, because Powder was Sean, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery from Boondock Saints. That's why he was cute. Oh, That's why okay. he was so cute. <laughs> they couldn't find a cute enough albino, so they had to make a regular actor an albino. <laughs> they took her derbs! <laughs> <laughs> but, did you think this part was weird? Um, like, when he's like, oh, when they're talking about the, all these groups, that guy Steven was like, what do you mean? And, like, he didn't understand, like, has he never been to school before? Yeah, has he been homeschooled? Like, he went to school in Chicago. I feel like he probably had a pretty diverse group of kids. Like, they would have natural cliques, exactly. He didn't, like, he didn't even understand. So this kid, this Gavin kid is, is like, explaining it to him. And I don't understand. Maybe they're just trying to establish his loner status, you know? Like, he never really He's seems to connect with anyone. <laughs> noticed anything social around him before. Okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that Maybe makes he sense. Sh- <laughs> Maybe he should have been in the Blue Ribbon Gang. <laughs> the Buttercream Gang. Maybe game. they would help him. <laughs> yeah, he'd be better off. Just fucking do it. So I, like, also don't understand what the point of the Butter... The Blue... The Butter... <laughs> the Apple Dumpling Gang... I don't get the point of these blue ribbons, so... Um, what do you mean? See, I mean, it's... Well, I just don't understand the purpose of them. Like, you're trying to make perfect kids, but for what reason? Just so you don't have to deal with bad kids? Yes, yeah, so you don't have to deal with your kids' like, are bullshit. are these kids going to perform some sort of function? No, I don't, I don't think that the parents really understand what's happening. They're like, yeah. They no, yeah. Nobody knows, right, Heidi? Am I right? Well, they don't... And there was a meeting. Do you remember they had, like, that PTA meeting or whatever? And they were like... Right. Well, my kids have, haven't been very kind to other people, but I think in the beginning they just want their they don't want to deal with their kids' bullshit and they want them to be they, yeah they don't want well behaved. Okay. They're like my kids suck. They're pieces of shit. So let's uh, you know reprogram them. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> now we get to see kind of um, how violent it was. We saw with Mary Jo um, and who was with her was it. Chug it or was Robbie. Chug. It was Chug, I yeah. <laughs> Chug was with her, the one that... Uh, no, it wasn't Chug. He's too weenie looking to... Chug sounds like a guy that drinks a lot of beer and like a, like a donkey lips from some of your shorts or something. <laughs> Not like a straight edge guy. <laughs> you think he'd go by the name Charles. Um, yeah, so apparently when they get really hot and bothered, they um, just ignore the baby crying, Heidi. Apparently when they get really hot and bothered, they... Um, Jesus Christ, that's loud. They kind of go psychotic and they think that they're bad and will take it out on themselves and other people. Hence that guy going murderous on everyone. Yeah. Um, And now we see that the kids actively like force people to change. Um, Maybe not necessarily when the parents kind of sign them up for it all the time. Um, In order to gain standing, uh, they just attacked the Richard Little motorhead dicky boy. Oh, yeah, dicky. Um, and so they're about to change him. Yeah, but maybe his so parents like signed his him up. Parents and be like, huh? Maybe his parents signed him up and they came and got him. And, and they just they... didn't see it, right? Yeah. I mean, they're... but he did just get in a fight with. See, is this a plot hole? I don't know. 
Yeah, I feel like um, wasn't there was a character that that got changed even though they didn't sign him up, right? Didn't we see that, or was I was I thinking of Richard? You might have been thinking of Richard because I think sometimes they would show the kid get signed up and then we didn't see them get changed. So maybe we right. saw him like be with, changed um, and not so- signed up. Right, like with Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they, uh, got, maybe they got in that physical fight in the school and then Dr. Caldecott went to his parents. Yeah. His parents. That's true. I guess he's working in conjunction. He's their counselor. Um, yeah. So it, it is really similar to the faculty. Again, like people are changing. There just aren't gross worms. It's more scientific than that. Um, which is honestly probably why this didn't do as well as the faculty. I think kind of it's sci-fi stuff with like conspiracy theories and, and mind control, I think is a little less accepted as, you know, scary and close to reality, um, for people as like space slugs, which is surprising, but. And that was Robert Rodriguez too. Oh, look at Katie Holmes in this. Oh, dang it. I, I am like not in the right spot. So is Katie Holmes dancing in the back of her truck now? Is that what you guys are <laughs> By herself? <laughs> dancing with myself. Why is she doing that? And then she just she sits like down. It's not like she's actually like dancing. She's just like stands up and does that dance and then sits down. <laughs> It's like Fern like Mayo on, on the, the car, car and Shawbreaker. <laughs> that was just an excuse to like see her ripped stomach, I think. Look how tough she's acting. And then it's like later she's not even like, look how like badass she's dressed right now. Like, cause it's the first time yeah. we see her. And then like tomorrow she's just wearing like this white shirt and just looks <laughs> she's normal. like, I'm just a regular I think in the girl. final scene, she's wearing like a sweater. She cropped off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's one of those fuzzy, like, <laughs> Angora mohair sweater blends. Yeah, I was I was like, okay, so wait, did they forget? Or, like, who's doing wardrobe? And this, Yeah, this is the hardest she looks. Except in when she's wearing the white tank top, she does show her little temporary tattoo. Her armband? Her armband. Yeah. I think that was but just it doesn't one of those. even go all the way around. And it was, like, a, I think it was just, just like, a pretty little, bracelets. like, filigree kind of thing. <laughs> it's like a tribal, like, stamp. There's her so no effects sticker. Yeah, that was her truck is actually pretty fucking awesome. I wouldn't mind a truck like. Well, I wouldn't know how to drive that. I didn't even get to have a car in high school. I I finally got a car just so I could drive my brother's places for my parents. But I got a, a used green Saturn like everyone else in my high school that I later found out belonged to a child molester who was a radio personality <laughs> oh my in my town. I was like, and I hope this car blows up. And it did blow up. But really Oh, you got your wish. I know. <laughs> what if I lose this power? Really weird. Okay, so this is Chug, right? That's asking. Yeah, this is Chug. He was not the guy from the and beginning. And he likes Katie Holmes's character, even though she's tough. Well, I don't think he likes her personality. I think he just has lust for her. Apparently, all of these malfunctions seem to be lust-based. Yeah, because do you, you do you remember like well I guess this is kind of jumping ahead, but the the scientist whatever figures out that like the dope increase in dopamine makes the the, right. the implant uh, malfunction, so that's why they still like kill people and stuff, but they can't yeah. have sex. <laughs> that's bad, worse than killing somebody. But they're gonna go to the yogurt shop. <laughs> That was, like, the funniest one ever. You want to come meet me and the boys at the yogurt shop? I'm like, no, I don't want to go with a bunch of rapey boys 
to a yogurt store. Thank you. And so, I can't um, handle how like hard she's acting. Like she's just overacting. <laughs> I don't know. She just doesn't come like she's just like Joey from like next door. She's the girl that talks out of the side of her mouth and has sad eyes and she has upside down eyes. <laughs> there she is. I yeah, she's way overacting in this part. And I kind of thought that this movie was kind of a vehicle for her because this is when she was really popular. And so they're like, oh, we got to put... There was that movie Go. She was in that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot she was in Go. And then I kind of thought that this was going to be... Well, like, she did win thing. the 1999 MTV Award for... MTV Movie Award for uh, Best Female Breakout Role. Which is like she has no personality in this <laughs> whole movie. Is I'm like, like, she oh, won it so for this she movie? Put on a di- yeah. <laughs> yeah, for this movie in particular. Um and she was nominated for like a Saturn Award but didn't awi- didn't win it for like the same thing for being like a tough rad female and I was like so she put on a fake nose ring. It's a little embarrassing she actually. She's got like she some rooted. like things in her hair, like some little beads or something. And- little beads, yeah. <laughs> he was just like looking her up and down like her pancake white girl ass. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, where are you guys at? What's so happening? Got, I just saw a guy get body so slammed Chug's, in the meat. Yeah, Chug is looking at Katie Holmes, and he got turned on, and so now he's starting to beat the shit out of that guy. He pulled his septum ring out, which is awesome and sickening. I wish they'd showed that. I feel like yeah. they should have gone there's there. There's been, but... like, a few... There's, like, a few little cool gore moments in this movie. Like, the two seconds of gore that are actually in this movie are actually kind of cool. We'll get to the next. Oh, I don't even remember the next one. (laughs) (laughs) You do it so well. I feel like I'm there, Chelsea. (laughs) And so um, pretty much we see that Katie Holmes and James Marsden, they're buds now. And so they're kind of observing everything that's going on. And Gavin is trying to tell them like something is really fucked up with these kids. This isn't just like juiced up jocks this is actually like there's something going on yeah okay so they're that's what's happening right now what you guys are seeing yeah they're talking in the truck yeah okay so i just i've been kind of trying to catch up with you guys in the right spot i think i'm We're there all now over the place we just run it we don't stop it or anything so i, I should just said all those jockos are into it <laughs> So, uh, there's a lot of uh, kitschy dialogue in this movie, too. Uh, yeah, there's a part where they're like, do you, they ask Katie Holmes, like, oh, do you want to go and drink beer? She's like, she's Razor. Like, that's, that's Razor. <laughs> and she says it, like, five times. She She's like, um, at the end, she's like, I hope you have a Razor idea. Or and like, Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Sounds Razor. Stop trying to make Razor happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't re- even remember that when I saw it today. I was like, what? That's stupid. That's embarrassing. That was not Stop. something that we said in Colorado at all. Razor? I think they Don't m- look at me. I lived in Louisiana. We get everything last. <laughs> I just got this new Hanson album, and it rocks, guys. <laughs> oh, okay, so... So this guy kind of... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to mention about going in the boiler room and... Is that a real thing that happens? Because this, like, they have boiler rooms, like, in Heather's and 
different high school movies, but it's I've... such a trope. Yeah, and in Freddy, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, there's the boiler room that's like huge. <laughs> well, at my high school, we, I lived. I went to a really big old high school, and we had like the basement, and then we had the catacombs, and then we had like the sub catacombs where like the black bathrooms were during segregation, and um. It was, yeah, we had, like, creepy rooms like this and haunted rooms that were, like, ha- entire hallways that were shut off. We did not um, have a school like that. That sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> at all. Did you grow up we in did- California, Heidi? Yeah, I grew up in uh, Chester, California. It's a town of 2,400 people. So, yeah, my Is graduating like class California? was... Yeah, 60 people in my graduating class. <laughs> oh, wow. So we did not have a boiler room. <laughs> not one where creepy janitors crawl out of like the ninja turtle hole yeah with a rat no <laughs> 25 cents a rat i get 25 cents a rat <laughs> which um that guy i always forget his name william sadler that's it um he also played in roswell with brendan fair who makes cameos as a blue ribbon guy in this and he was in our movie final destination as todd's older brother todd with one d Todd with the D. Um, and, I mean, he's been in a whole bunch of other stuff, like Die Hard 2 and... He was in Shawshank, Shawshank. Um, This is kind of a strange role. <laughs> I can't... Chelsea and I actually had a hard time telling, maybe Heidi has an opinion about it, whether or not this guy was actually mentally disabled. Um, I say no, because he no. built a device. Chelsea Don't- thinks something's still wrong with him. Oh, well, he mentioned, do you remember when he was like, well, it's, you, you find out a lot of interesting things about people when they think you're stupid. Right. When they think right. they're stupid. So I was thinking maybe he has like autism or. He I just, mean, I feel no, like I think he's fine. I think he just lets people think he's yeah. simple. But when he's yeah. talking to them, though, he's still kind of talking like. Well, that's maybe how he talks. He's not yeah, maybe he just talks like people. that, but he's like that. pretends like he's... Um, I, I think that he's smart. Have you ever met anyone that's incredibly smart? My uncle is really smart. Granted, he has Asperger's, but he it's that's like insane. you can't have a conversation with him like a normal person would. That's what I'm because saying. Because he's I so smart, you know? So I think this guy, the worst he has working against him is his brain. Powder is like Garth in this to But me. he does Isn't kind of he? destroy the whole, like... Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, know, uh, I think don't that janitor character they're like busting the car up and Katie Holmes like has those <laughs> fucking beads and shit in her hair more I'm, I don't understand why he had to, to like destroy the car like what that served his group like couldn't they have sold it to pay for like more implants for more teenagers or they could nice like car, drive it around they still need a car yeah. Right? And it's like a bitchin' car. They have more members now. Wouldn't they want the guys with the cool cars? Like, I think it was just, like, a symbol of, we're getting rid of your rebelness. Yeah, and the, oh, there's we're that rebelling against your rebellion. So I don't really... This is one of the parts of the so movie the that, I, shop. that I didn't understand, where Steven kind of gets frustrated... I'm sorry, Steve gets frustrated <laughs> with uh, Gavin and his weird... Theories about how these kids are not normal and something's, something strange is afoot. So he goes to the yogurt shop. I don't understand if he's going to, like... So he goes to the yogurt shop. If he's going... Like, Gavin makes it seem like he's going in spite of him, like, to spite him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um... 
I don't know if he's going there to maybe check it out for himself. They don't really explain this I think, part. Because they had a, he's just willing to go. Get they it. had a conversation when they walked out, and he's like, "Well, you want to talk to me, so what do you want?" So I think maybe Gavin asked him to meet him at the yogurt shop, so that he could oh, see okay. what was I'm going like, on. That could be it. I just completely missed that. And then he's, I don't know, it's just weird because Gavin's acting like, why are you here? We have a spat and you hang out with these dingleberries. Yeah, maybe because he's sitting with them. I was trying to figure this out too because I was like, wait, did I miss something? I think maybe because he was just sitting with them when he came in and he thought he would just be sitting at the counter eating yogurt when he got there. Well, they did it. They did it. So they just chose to meet there. Okay. (laughs) I can think of better places to meet than the yogurt shop. Well, I mean, like she said, he probably wanted him to see. Yeah, he wanted him to witness all this craziness. The weirdness. Look at Dickie. Oh, he's all like in a, I don't know, he's all whatever these people are, blue ribbon now. Do you remember on um, Scary Movie, they have, I didn't realize until I just watched this again today, because they have a character on there who like lives in a trailer, drives a car, and is totally like, I think, a spoof of that guy. Oh, the guy that plays the Skeet Ulrich character? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in the first scary movie. I'm like, whenever anybody says scary movie, I think scary movie too. And I'm like, what? That whole thing takes place in a mansion. I get it. <laughs> so I didn't think about it. I just noticed today. I was like, oh, I think that's uh, who it's based off of. That would make a lot of sense. That would make sense. Oh, and we just saw a picture of all of the Blue Ribbon kids that used to be, like, crust punks like the rest of them, like, snorting coke and partying and stuff, so... I don't think they were snorting coke. She was. (laughs) They are in high school. Oh, I didn't see her snorting coke. I thought Um, she was... And so, we're kind of learning that it's the bad kids that become the Blue blue Ribbon people, and so now we're seeing um, (laughs) somehow... Gavin and Steve like crawled through like the air ducts or something and are listening to a PTA meeting where they're talking about getting consent from other people's parents to join a group called the Blue Ribbons. So I don't think that these parents know that their kids are getting like implants and shit, but basically you're telling like yes take my kid and i don't know what they think it is they it's think sort of uh, reform. yeah it's a reform like a camp or something because this mom stands up and asks a question and she oh here she uh this, uh let me see what yeah she i says think he here. seems unkind he says although he couldn't be more pleased andrews and well, like studies is it overnight that they become it's like overnight well, some that of they them become... well some of them it's overnight and some of them go off to like when yeah, they have like, weekend enlightenment retreat Right. I think it's kind of supposed to be um, like a social commentary on like those big mall type churches that kind of pull everybody in. Yeah, the mega churches that I say mall churches because the church my parents went to like bought a mall and was a mega church (laughs) that lived in a mall. Um, Gavin changes overnight, though. Don't spoil it, Chelsea. But um, I think that they really think that it's kind of like a reform thing like that. Almost like sending your kid to camp so that they won't be gay anymore. Yeah, it's like, like the gay it's camp. A, it's a betterment camp like that to make them not a bad person anymore in the same way. Because when Lorna kind of freaks out in a minute, um, we see they talk about cutting out parts of her brain. And they're like, oh, what about her parents? He's like, I'm going to go and elbows deep. They're like, oh. Yeah, they'll be pleased with the results, so... Pshaw. Well, that guy doesn't care. He just is trying to, like, uh, 
progress his research so he doesn't give a shit whether these yeah, kids we were live wondering or not. his motive too i mean they must be paying him a lot of money well no because you do you remember his daughter they found his daughter in right. that mental institution right. and he was like that's a war i didn't win and he didn't care he wasn't phased by it at all right yeah no so. he doesn't i think he has like a some kind of emotional and mental drive to do what he's doing like he thinks that he's doing good work but i don't think that he's in it for money people like that are usually in it for power reasons yeah. you know and like, at, he doesn't, he doesn't care about the money. The research will happen. He'll find the money. There's always somebody that somebody like that can manipulate. Yeah. And he's even um, said there'll be more schools. There'll always be troubled teens. So he, exactly. he won't get in trouble. He'll just. He's in it for the God status. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so here's Gavin's parents. Right. Yeah. Gavin selling him out. out. Yeah. Yeah, they're, Gavin's parents are selling him out. They're, they've signed him up for the program, and he's freaking out. He decides he has to go home, which at first I was like, no way. Why the hell is he going like, home? Give me my gun. Oh my Give me my gun. Yeah, and then he whips out a gun. Like, <laughs> where did he get the gun? We don't know. Um, <laughs> where is Cradle Bay, by the way? Do you know, Heidi? Uh, is it a real place? <laughs> I have no idea. I, well, I mean, I just, I didn't know if they were, like, Cradle Bay, like, East Coast, West Coast, like. I, I have no idea. I just know that they moved there from Chicago. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it could be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they had a take Well, yeah, no, I don't think Cradle Bay is a real place. Oh, and where I'm at, he just pulled his gun out. And Steve, not Steven, is going to tackle him down. <laughs> Steve. Down. Only the blue ribbons call him that. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're going to, like, yeah. wrestle each other down, and yeah. Steve's going to take the gun. And Do you think that Gavin's wearing a wig? I wondered that, because in the end, his hair is almost a different color, and his hairline looks it a It just looks different. so weird at the bottom. Like, I just keep thinking he's wearing a wig. Well, and then at the end, like, his hairline is, like, when his hair is shorter at the end... You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess, I mean, it's the same length as it is when he gets it cut a little bit and slicks it back to be in the Blue Ribbon Gang. They gave him a haircut, too, I guess. Yeah, because that's he's got to clean up. Uh, okay, where the fuck is he going? Like, do you see this part? He's, like, walking away from Gavin, but he's just, like, walking into the water because there's, like, nowhere to go. <laughs> right? Like, where <laughs> Steve lives on the beach. He's like, still learning his way around town. Like, can we cut? Like, I don't have anywhere to go. Like, he's just, like, going into the water. <laughs> Somebody really hated James Marsden. They changed all of the blocking to where he just walked straight into the ocean. <laughs> that guy doesn't have albino eyes, though. His eyes are, like, They're pretty blue. aqua blue. Yeah, wouldn't they be, like, red or brownish? Yeah, albino's or? eyes are red. Reddish and yeah, well, that's... really, really white. Oh, and then here... And then, so, what I'm seeing right now, Gavin's, like, coming into the cafeteria... Yeah, we're a little bit ahead of you. Oh, shit. Okay. No, it's, it's like, slightly, like, five seconds. Okay. No, like, we're totally cool. Is that guy cute or not? Like, I just can't He's tell. He's a poor man's Leo DiCaprio, I think. Okay. Like. Is that, you know, like, he the head like of the Sean blue Hunter ribbons? Thing. Like, is he? I can't tell. Oh, the guy that's head of the blue ribbons? Yeah. Oh, oh. And but that guy, Anthony Michael Hall. No, not the blonde guy. The guy that from the beginning that kills Mary Jo. No. That's who you're no. talking about, right? Like the guy with the nose, the that, points the nose that points down? 
Oh, the Newberry guy that got in the fight with Dickie at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not attractive. He makes me think of, oh, what's the wiener's name and, um, like, Pretty in Pink. Oh, okay. I know. Like, like, he has a very narrow, like, a too gentle of a face, I feel, for, like, what you would picture, like, a strapping man. To, <laughs> like, um, I sometimes, I look at him, like, I don't know. Like, he's kind of cute, but then he's not. So I had to ask the you The guy guys. that killed Mary Jo looks like Dandy from American Horror Story. <laughs> so you're calling Gavin the poor man's... <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Gavin is the poor know. man's Leo. <laughs> what else was he in? He's so familiar. Nick Stahl. I kind of got like him mixed up with Brad Renfro, but I knew one of them died, and I think Brad Renfro died. But I feel like they were kind of interchangeable. I know Nick Stahl. He like disappeared for a while in his life. I remember that. I thought he died um, until like. But he was in one of the Terminators. Not Edward Furlong. Oh yeah. Like afterwards. He was he was in Carnival. Was he in Carnival? Yes, he was in Carnival. Yep. Okay. Okay. So he's still alive. I thought he was deceased at this time, but nope, he's fine. He's fine. Oh, there's like all these fights happening happening. and like everyone just got out of the cafeteria. There's Um, no teachers around. Like everyone just ran out like they knew what to do. do. (laughs) It's weird. It looked like it looked like the blue ribbon game were like sheep herding them out like but just at the end everybody else was like oh fuck this like <laughs> like my um like my, subtitles uh, are saying groans uh, panting, panting. <laughs> <laughs> i just really hope that james marsden's character steve feels terrible about taking away his gun he could have saved not only all of the people in town that were, like, you know, transformed after this, but he could have prevented all of these kids from going off the cliff. <laughs> Literally. You know, I, I feel going to kill his parents, They too. didn't bring it up. I was waiting. I was like, are you going to f- tell your friend, like, I'm so sorry or anything? Like, he doesn't even yeah, bring Yeah, any up. kind of heart-to-heart. That could have been an Oscar-winning moment. I know. He could be crying to Katie Holmes and being like, I took his gun. I told, like, I let him go home. It's my fault! And he didn't do shit. He didn't even bring it up. They don't even talk about him anymore in the film. They're like, oh, I think he died with everybody else. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the guy that saved all of our lives by alerting us to this? (laughs) The guy, that's the guy, the janitor guy is the guy who's like, Alexandri, dumbass. He has this cigarette hanging out of his mouth that isn't lit. It's yeah, no, it's not. No, it's, it's, not. A cigarette. it's not. It's not lit. You can see the tobacco isn't even burned. It's like it's, right in the stuck in the corner of his mouth. It's like they literally lit. just broke off a cigarette and handed it to him. Well, he's supposed to be playing like he's simple. But I've tried that before with a lit cigarette. And it gets in your eyes. Like the smoke just yeah. keeps getting in it your eyes. Yeah, because it's not packed right. I have lit the wrong end of a cigarette before, and boy, was my face red, because that was a bad mistake. <laughs> Maybe they wanted the continuity wanted to the stay the same and didn't want the cigarette to be long and short. And <laughs> See, this is why it's nice to have directors on the show that can explain these things. But I feel like that cigarette, the way he has it in his mouth, is just cut, like, soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. 
He's so moist. <laughs> it's a good thing he's not passing that thing around. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. He does have, like, the coolest glasses. They're, like, back in style now. There's, like, horn-rimmed, clear-bottomed. Yeah. We call them hipster frames, but He's got kind of I don't cool know what shirt. they call them in the rest of the world since we're so behind here. He has a kind of a cool shirt on, too. Like that button-up well, shirt. Well, he's wearing that, like, speed well, suit that janitors really wear. Yeah, the, oh, the 90s are definitely back. Like, I can't even go shopping right now because all the clothes are, like, shit. Do you know how many plaid cousins. shirts I bought the other day? Two and a plaid dress. Oh, man. I can't do it. How old you can't are you do guys? the plaid? No. It's, like, no my it's, cousin used to give me these, like, bags of hand-me-down clothes, and it was all this kind of stuff that's, like, in Forever 21 right now. And um, <laughs> I just, I can't relive that. I don't know. I, I love it. I used to love wearing my like white tank tops with my open plaid shirts or tie them around my waist like JTT did. <laughs> I think I've discussed this before how I wrote JTT a letter. I was such a fan. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to go there again and bore everyone else, but. Yeah. Well, I found, well, I found once I found a letter and I was looking through my friend's stuff and I found a letter she wrote, a poem she wrote to uh, Devin Sawa. <laughs> I wish I kept it, but I was like, oh, I better put this back. She'd be really embarrassed if I found this. But he was she like, ne- huh? She never sent it. She never sent it to him, or was she just like daydreaming, writing poetry about him? I don't know. It was just folded up in her desk, and um, I should have asked her. And like, I should have asked her if she ever sent it. But whatever happened to Devin Sawa? Is he, he was just, in like, SLC in her Punk. basement while Remember? she reads him her poetry now. And what'd you say? Wasn't he? He was in SLC Punk, wasn't he? He was like this guy who was like permafried. The new one or the old one? The old, the one with, um, with Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard in it. He's like a guy that sold acid and he like ran through a sprinkler with acid in his pocket. I just remember because I like okay, I admit it. He's like really attractive to me. Yeah, he is. So I'll remember those things. Well, he has the endearing gap, and he does have, like, a good bone structure. And, I don't know, I've kind of had a crush on Devin Sawa since now and then with Christina Ritchie and Rosie O'Donnell. And, like, when he kisses uh, Christina Ritchie and uh, Casper, I was, like, oh, yes. a little jealous. Actually, but, like, because they were both, like, people that I was, like, ooh, they're hot. And then they're kissing each other, and I was, like, stop. Like, can I just be anywhere in that? Yeah. <laughs> so we're at the part of the movie now that like one of the uh, the girl blue coats, the one, the blonde pretty one, she is some for some reason at Steve's house. Uh, I guess tutoring his sister. Tutoring his little sister, and we kind of get like a varsity blues uh, whip crane bikini scene where she comes out and her top is undone. Yeah, she's um, just got one boob she's hanging out. Seduce, she's trying to seduce Steve and then <laughs> like her chip or whatever in her mind is like malfunctioning and she keeps saying wrong, bad. She sounds like Donald Trump. Wrong, bad. And you kind of see that she is having like a meltdown. Yeah, because she wants to... And there's to... a cool, she, 
cool shot where she like bangs her head into the mirror and then she looks over and one trickle of blood is coming down. I think that's a cool shot. Actually. Yeah, and I like I think that's a cool shot. And then she's saying that wrong, bad, and I don't know. It's actually kind of creepy. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, like, no gore in this movie, but, like, the little bits of blood that they use is pretty cool. And so um, she kind of comes to, or whatever, from her her violent frenzy that they have whenever they're, like, feeling horny or whatever. And so she's like, I have to go. I have a physics test tomorrow. And her face is all busted up. And so he finally has seen, like, the crazy shit that's going on. Well... I'm sure that that Heidi can see this too at this point. Like, are her is her skirt not like retardedly short? <laughs> yeah. Like for being like a goody goody, like our rule was it had to be like four inches below the fingertips. Like when you put your arms down by your side and your tits out, like they would like get out <laughs> rulers and stuff. Um, like you have to get on you your knees and it has to touch the ground. Right, yeah, like, uh, you could only wear stuff like that if you were a cheerleader and that was your uniform. Which is why I was a cheerleader. But But they still have to have the sex appeal, because it's a movie, so you have to forget, you can't think about that kind of stuff. That's true. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, that's uh, So we show right after um, the Blue Ribbon Girl leaves that she is in kind of like an operating room and... The doctor, Caldecott, the guy who's running this whole experiment, is um, kind of saying we need to take this part of her, the chip, like the part of her brain that's getting her turned on. So they're basically kind of giving her like a partial lobotomy or something. Yeah, but don't forget the part when he says like uh, every time they get a hard on, they go and beat someone with it or whatever he says. Okay, he, he's about to say it on my on my end over here, so I could see what exactly. Because I was thinking it, and then he said, it, "I'm like, yes, thank you." I said, "Okay, they go, yeah, they go out and beat somebody. Every time they get a hard on, they go out and beat somebody with it. That's his beat analogy. somebody with it. I'm gonna use that all the time now." <laughs> Chelsea, I love your commentary. Oh, great. Um, so we see that Katie Holmes is back in the boiler room where they all hang out, I guess. And she sees that there is a CD waiting in like the secret spot that she and Gavin hide their cigarettes. And so it's obviously going to be from Gavin, but she hasn't looked at it yet because Chugs, Chug has just come downstairs and he's asking her out. But wait, what doesn't make sense is that if he left that thing for her there and it's their like known secret spot. How was he guaranteeing that she would go look there before she got? Well, you know, also, like, how do you have time to film that and then go back to the school and put go back it in to the there. school? Yeah, because they were like waiting for him there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, wait, no, okay, well, I guess can't be thinking about that, or else have to turn the movie off. He's kind of raping her. Like, well, no, he absolutely way. is. He's like trying. He's like, give up the plate for Chug. That's yeah, like he says it like two, three different times in the movie, and it's creepy. Yeah, and he's like, like he must have a terrible home life. I'm sorry if like those are the phrases that he uses to describe like somebody having sex with him, and he's like mashing her boob down, which her boobs look <laughs> a fucking amazing in that top. I don't think Katie Holmes's boobs have ever looked so alluring before, but <laughs> 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 but like that's. 
I, I really wish that they had also explained how William Sadler's simple janitor character developed, how he developed, why he developed this, like, frequency machine that scrambles everyone's chip signals. Well, they were for the, it was it's supposed to repel rats. Oh, see, I didn't catch that the first, like, Yeah, he was like, this thing doesn't work. See, it's... It's attracting the rats, or like it's supposed to like get rid of the rats. Um, but then they, now they find out that the sound is hurt, like messes with the. the kids. But I guess metaphorically, it does get rid of the rats. Yeah. Oh yeah. We can do slow clap now. That was good. Wow. But then okay, so at the end when he has like the whole fucking car full of those things. Yeah, the one they're stacked up. Where do you get? Where to get all of those? I don't know. Maybe he's been building them. Maybe Chelsea's <laughs> right. Maybe he is simple, but like can Forrest Gump his way through where if you give him directions, he can like assemble a hundred of those in a minute. Like, <laughs> you know? But they're like boom boxes or something. They are. <laughs> they're the newer ones where they tried to make it surround sound, so they just kind of arced the speakers. <laughs> like those boss ones? Is that it? Like on the commercials? Bose? The original Bose. Yeah, Bose. <laughs> okay. So uh, I don't, I don't, well, we're a little ahead of you, but I don't understand where Steven is. Oh, okay. He was, I thought he was coming out of the trailer park and I'm like, why is he at the, they didn't explain that, but I was wrong. He was walking into. Her hair is getting clean. Oh, he's at Katie Holmes' house and she's just yeah, normal. She's normal. completely normal now. Yeah, like, she doesn't have, like, greasy... She like, just throws her hair, hair in a clip and makes it look half-assed, so... And she's got that sweater she on. Sweater on. <laughs> exactly. The sweater. She's, like, doesn't have her, like, makeup on anymore. But she still yeah, has she that nose ring. all of the dark... But all the dark lipstick is gone. But I think that all they're probably trying to make please. her, like, look softer now that we're, like, supposedly getting to know her. Like, she's not as such a, like, hard punk rebel as she looks. Like, we're seeing the softer side But James Marsden hair has gotten incredibly greasy throughout this movie. Like, he didn't wash it the whole time. But was he was, it's wet. I thought it was, maybe he was out in the rain. I don't know. Oh. Was it raining? Because it looked pretty bright outside. I don't know. It looks wet. I hope it's just wet. <laughs> you know when your hair is, like, so greasy and you have it, like, in a clip and you take it down and it, like, doesn't move? <laughs> No, That's how greasy movie. James Morrison here looks right now. So they're kind of watching this, uh, not kind of, they are watching this um, <laughs> CD that uh, Gavin put together kind of saying his goodbyes. So he knew that he was walking into this and he is um, kind of just saying goodbye and he hid that for her. And um, I will say... I, and I hope nobody thinks I'm awful for saying this, but it's just a funny sounding word. He talks about how he wants Steve to take care of UV. Um, he says, I don't think that the blue ribbons will want him because I don't think they want the pig mentally challenged. <laughs> and it, I had to re like listen to that word about five times before I realized that he was saying pigment and not pig mentally. Like What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what she's saying either. I got I got it right away because right he's yeah. like, <laughs> as we talked about before, like lacks pigment. 
No, it, it took me a good few seconds. I was pretty embarrassed. Well, I mean, I'm embarrassed now that nobody else felt the same way. Razor. She just said razor. Let's Does she go. say razor, razor again? Yeah. But, she so she's got that again. hole in the butt of her pants, so she's, like, a little bit edgy still. Yeah. It's kind of in the Sherry Moon place from Devil's Rejects, except Sherry Moon had both butt cheeks ripped, remember? She did. She's, like, walking she, out and her, like, butt's jiggling out. She just looks completely normal to me now. Her hair is no longer, like, kind of darker. It's now chestnut. <laughs> I don't know. She just doesn't have any personality in this. I guess she won the MTV thing just because she was, like, really popular at the time. I think. Well, and she was playing a completely different role than she was known for, and that was a big deal for somebody playing a 16-year-old, I guess. Um, Do you think these are where these flashes of Ethan Embry... Yes, um, I actually read that they cut out a lot of Ethan Embry's like scenes of exposition and other scenes of exposition, um, and a sex scene between Rachel and Steve. Really, um, really, yeah. And so I think that that's why. Like, apparently they showed the film, and then people liked it, but they thought that those scenes were like too much. So they they forced. Uh, I think MGM forced him to cut them out. Uh, force the director to cut him out and so like they're not there's not even an official director's cut where he's been allowed to put those scenes back in you have to get like bootleg that's weird you know they should have just completely taken out those shots of ethan embry then because they don't make sense with just or they they do if you're like have to think about what the heck they're about right but otherwise just leave it out yeah, like, until the dinner scene, you think that it's like, oh, did he have a best friend? Was that his boyfriend? Like, we're really not sure what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. because it's Ethan Embry especially, I thought that they would progress that more. Like, there would be more of him, and, like, there would be some relevance at the end of the movie, like, to why the characters did something, or how they accomplished something was because of Ethan Embry's character, and it was completely lost. He was just like, my brother killed himself. Oh, oh! So that's like, what those last memories I keep seeing are. Like, okay, so you guys in the okay, mental so institution? institution? Yes, and it's like everyone's it's just like, like, everyone's just, like just, just fucking over the top off their rocker. <laughs> no, this is the best guy. <laughs> the guy that's flossing his teeth and they're like bloody. That's why my tooths are clean. <laughs> my tooths are clean. My teeth are not clean. I don't think I've brushed my teeth today. But anyway. I like how these, the patients are just like wandering around doing crazy things. There's another guy brushing his teeth. I guess that's like the good thing to do. They're trying to show how these kids were kind of the failed, like, blue ribbon 1.0. Um, <laughs> so they're trying to do good things. And all they could think of was that, oh, kids should brush their teeth. And like, that's it. And then there's like a kid playing chess in the background. That's all they can do. Well, they had to think about like, okay, so what would a really crazy person do? Like this guy would brush his teeth with the suds just like all over his face. That's what a crazy <laughs> Those person Those are suds. That's Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> Did you see the part where Katie Holmes knocks the girl out? Yes. Well, we haven't seen it yet. Um, oh, I'm trying to stick around and get back to where you guys are. She just punched a oh. girl. We're right. The guard's walking through the door, and he's starting to see everybody freaking out, and they're on the windows, and Steve is, like, yelling at her to shut up. Okay, now she's about to deck her. 
bam, bitch went down. And it's like, yeah, right. It's so easy to just knock (laughs) somebody out. Yeah, except that, like I said earlier, Kitty Holmes has to, like, put her whole, she's so tiny, she just put all of her body weight into the punch. She does, like, a pirouette at the end. And then they're like, oh, that's his daughter. Because she has the same last name as the scientist. So that's how they find out, find his daughter. Yeah, find out that that's his daughter. Which, I mean, they're kind of assuming a lot. It could be a niece. could just be a fucking coincidence. Yeah. Probably not. And then that song, that that Harvey Danger song (laughs) comes on. Flagpole Sitta by Harvey, was it Danger? Yeah, Harvey Danger. They also, I was wondering, because they show him, like, giving Katie Holmes a boost over the fence. And I'm like, but how did he get over the gate? (laughs) He's good. He's athletic. It's a a lot harder than it looks, I think. I don't know. I've been trying to kind of skip around and be in the right spot as you guys. No, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. We can. They're at the gas station. Yeah, yeah they just pulled up. Yeah. Are. Okay. All right. You good. Just, just, just tell me you have a razor plan. Yeah. Stop saying razor is not a thing. And the funny thing is, the razor mobile phone didn't come out until 2004. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Look, at, I just can't look at her with that. I want her to take the nose ring out. I think she looks exactly like Britney Spears. In this. I remember one time I dressed up like oh gosh, uh, Joan does. Osborne and made a my own home video of singing "What If God Was One of Us," and I like had crimped my hair and I put a Barbie bracelet on my nose so it would look like I had a nose ring. Cool. Uh, do Great story. Do you have a picture of that? Oh, I have home videos of all of these. I used to do TLC with my brothers. We did in sync <laughs> music videos. At one point, I was really into trying to replicate my makeup to make myself look like a drowned victim for some reason. <laughs> so I have a lot of really morbid pictures of somewhat dead child Nicole. I, ne- I want to see that. I will have to find, I'm going to go to my parents' house uh, next month and I'm going to see if I can find some of these videos and pictures. And start posting them or framing them, selling them as art prints. <laughs> oh, I will keep an eye out. <laughs> I'll let you know, believe me. Here's this guy. What's the janitor's name? You guys are so good with names. I don't know what his name is in this, but it's William Sadler in actuality. He says pink-eyed vermin. I didn't hear him say that. Oh, yeah. Well, because he has that weird accent like pink-eyed vermin. <laughs> <laughs> and a wedgie I love the commitment he's like digging in his ass like scratching his underwear out of his butt oh she's just so tough is the cop in on everything or does yeah. he just want like so the cop knows about like the implant and stuff it's not just like I think the cop to... just doesn't care because it's less work for him well yeah yeah and he's I, I, I think it's really limited what the adults actually know. They're just pleased with the results. Well, I, I was just wondering if he knew about the chip. I don't know if I should bring it or bring it up. Yeah, but I guess no one's actually watching this movie with us. But like, no, probably not. When Steve's parents are like, oh, we just want the best for you. And then he goes outside and they're like beating his ass. How come his parents like don't do anything? <laughs> what if, I, like, how come yeah, they're, not, no, like, they're just standing there. They're like, oh, 
oh, and maybe that's why their daughter leaves with UV at the end of It's weird because like, it's like, well, okay, if I was like, oh, this is going to be a good thing, but then I see them all crazy outside, like, beating him up and stuff, I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't a good idea, but they don't do anything. <laughs> maybe we just love our children more than Steve's parents love him. She's all, that's fine, beat his ass, like, whatever you need to do. Yeah, so fucked up. I mean, my kid would have to be, like, super Norman Bates-ish for me to be, like, okay with somebody, like, beating them up and yeah. not go full yeah. mama bear, you know? Yeah, because it's not what they thought it was, so why wouldn't they just say, hey, never mind? I mean, that guy's like, oh, it's fine, don't worry, I've got it under control. And, like, they're just, <laughs> I don't know, I would just not be okay with that. I don't understand, I don't know, I guess... Not everybody's as great as us, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but they just really like sit down and turn on the TV, like and wait for it to be over. <laughs> they just like, turn it up really loud and drown it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. If we ever make Honey a sweet, Blair the Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> Stephen's crying again. <laughs> we can make a mess, a suite of this movie together, and and like we can be the parents just like turning up the TV when we hear our kid getting beat up outside. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Gavin, no. His ears are so large. Oh, they even had him take the daughter, too. See, I didn't realize. I thought the daughter was inside with the parents and that somehow UV just picked her up. I didn't realize that the Blue Ribbon Gang, like, kind of tries to take her. And then I guess UV intercepts her. How? I don't know. They don't show a lot. Apparently, they cut out a lot of scenes in this movie that were, like, all the explanation of things. They said. Oh, so stupid. Yeah, I feel like this movie would have been 10,000 times better if they left all that stuff in, but they were like, oh, people didn't respond to the explanations. Well, you know, we don't want to spoon, spoon feed our audience. I guess. Exactly. It has to be very cerebral. So, Except for I watch it and I'm like, I don't, I'm dumb, obviously, because I don't understand, but that's okay. Make your audience feel like a fucking idiot. Where is this yourself. weird laboratory? Is this inside of the school? Is this in like a separate bro- well, boiler room? Well, it looks all grimy and stuff. And then part this of it's is the nice. boiler room. It looks like the cafeteria and they just changed the lighting and like they're just using the <laughs> Smeared some space. shit on the wall. Like, Why are all those kids in the laboratory too? Without gloves. It's so disgusting. This really bothers me. I hate it when people put stuff in people's eyes. And when he comes in a minute with that device. With that like clockwork orange thing going on. Yes, I was just about to say that. The clockwork orange shit. Like, I can't even stand it. It bothers me that you got LASIK, Chelsea. Like, I feel like you're not a whole person. Maybe that's why you're not laughing at my jokes right now. Maybe they did something else with your LASIK. Oh, he's got a scalpel. I didn't notice that. That looks like the machine from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Just stripped down. (laughs) So. It's weird that he, he's like repeating this like musical little flowers that hide among the people or whatever he says don't he says it because that's what the guy's daughter kept kept saying over and over in the mental institution right but the guy like looks like how dare you say that and then he's like oh no big deal he's like i don't give a shit thing she was dumb anyway he was trying yeah he's trying to get it get to him but he's like like i fucking care yeah, I just feel like he should have, like, not cared in his initial reaction and had a little continuity in one of the characters. 
And then their propaganda film is so great because it kind of looks like any time you turn on cable network right now, like fast forward. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, on your DVR. I was wondering, I was like, what are this isn't, I don't know. It's always like that on movies and shows when they're like, oh, this thing that's going to hypnotize you. It's never anything like. It's like Super America by Surge. Like. <laughs> yeah, they must have been inspired by Clockwork Orange in this scene. They had to be. Now that was a cool propaganda video that they showed for that. Where did he get that knife, though, that he sawed through the, the belt with? The, that little, he had a little scalpel. Scalpel. Oh, okay. Hand. I thought that he, like, happened to have that knife. I've never seen him grab the knife. I feel like I've been watching this intensely. and I didn't see him grab it, but I saw him, like, kind of moving it out from under his hand. Right. <laughs> so. He must have grabbed it at some point. So many innocent people died in this film. And no one cared either. <laughs> I know. It bothers me. Like, nobody cared about this entire town of, like, youths that were destroyed. Like, nobody's like, going to move to Bishop Flats. So, like when, you know, you would think all somebody kids, would talk about it. Like, when all the kids fall off the cliff, and they're like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, they're like, oh, well. They didn't even do a body count to figure out where fucking Gavin ended up going. <laughs> and then, like, Steve just throws the scientist off the cliff, and he's like, ooh. Yeah, he doesn't care that someone, like, he kills someone. That was good. He's not phased in the slightest that he just murdered someone. That would keep me up at night, man. I mean, I know that guy was a bad guy, but still, like... I don't know. I don't think it would bother me throwing somebody off a cliff. I think that I would have more nightmares about the events leading up to that point. I think that if it was in, like, self-defense like that, like, with a legit psycho, I I wouldn't have nightmares about killing them. I'd have nightmares where I didn't kill them. But what about, like, at first, when you'd be like, whoa, I actually just did that. I mean, yeah, he is like a seventeen-year-old kid in this show. He's he should have, hopefully, some sort of conscience because that's what they're supposed to be showing is that he has like conscience that you know makes him not just a failure like his parents think. But they also <laughs> try to play it off like this Hannah. is one of those shows where like the kids save the day, but the kids really don't because the janitor, who's an adult, saves the day. <laughs> I know, which was, like, such a self-sacrifice kind of out of nowhere. Chelsea was right earlier with, um, in her thinking of what the theory should have been for Katie Holmes' character. She really should have turned out to have already been turned. I think that it would have been cool at the end if, like, they killed all these people and then Katie Holmes looked over and she's like, I don't know, said something... (laughs) You're so handsome, I can't take it! Blue ribbony. <laughs> and she's like, bad, she, bad, she got it. bad, bad, yeah. and like, sliced well, all of her hair like, off with a scalpel, and <laughs> <but> unfortunately <laughs> they didn't go with that the She's like, where's home? Or whatever. <laughs> it's wherever you are, babe. Wherever, wherever we are. It was so yeah, weird, it's so like, well, why can't you just go home? Like, everyone's dead. So you could just go to your house. Well, I guess they have a lot of explaining to do to their parents, so they'd rather just live as renegades and take the blame for all of this. <laughs> well, they did just well, kill that kill chug that guy. guy. They did kill the chug guy. Um, this guy's mustache also bothers me. Um, <laughs> this guy, Caldecott's mustache, which I, I didn't notice um, until I like really read up on the characters' names. But Caldecott and Newberry's characters are like the good and the evil, and they're also children's, like, book award. Like, All the names for illustration and Newberry is, is for writing, right? For fiction? For fiction writing. Um, 
So that's really random that they put that in there. I really want to see a character that's like Benicula and Little House on the Prairie, man. There's a lot of those blue ribbons. I thought there was just like seven, but... That's a whole but, group of kids running But now they've been turning everybody, so they've got a lot of them. Oh, okay. They've been turning everybody a lot. Yeah, and now, so yeah, like, now like, all the teenagers, all the teenagers in this town are going to be dead. Uh, so they're the only teenagers in the town. Once again, this town is left, like, with... It's not going to survive. It has... Nobody's going to move to this place. And there's nobody to continue on after, like, the these, like, parents die off. Except for that huge school that they were just at. Like, there's a lot more people. (laughs) But we don't know how many of those people have been turned. Oh, that's true. We only see this group. Why do these kids even give a shit so much to, like, come out and fight for this cause? I think they have to just be programmed to fight for this cause. And I guess their parents don't care because they're, like, out with their church group or something. Yeah, because it wouldn't be like, where's my kid? They're all, they're all, and I guess the sheriff vouches for him, like, oh, I saw him doing good Samaritan things on the highway. He just touched his little sister's boobs. (laughs) Did you see that? Well, they were, like, driving past the house earlier, and they're like, hey, Lindsay. (laughs) 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 Like, isn't that girl in, like, eighth grade? (laughs) How many of those? Okay, so, is he on a motorcycle yet? yet? Yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, does a jump. Off, like, the little hill. We have to see how cool he is. That's Chicago for ya. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just like, like, he can really ride a motorcycle, I guess. I just, just wouldn't give people final words, like, it's over, you son of a bitch. Like, while oh my I'm God. standing oh my God. in front of a cliff. And he's, I like, the like, other person is in front of the cliff. And the guy, he's, like, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. <laughs> and drives off the cliff. <laughs> Like, who wrote that? Why did you write that? Well, isn't that from that song? It's really racist. Yeah, but, like, why would you put that? Yeah, it's racist. Because you have nothing else, and you're like, maybe these 90s kids know some good 70s rock. That's going to be really fucking cool if you put that line in. It's going to be Put that line in. Everybody knows it. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. I just, if I was one of those kids, I would just be at home watching TV. I'd be like, call me when it's bake sale time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My snickerdoodles are in the oven, and I'm going to watch some Sesame Street with my little sister. I feel like that's what my parents would want. Like, they wouldn't want me, like, be out converting other kids into goodism. (laughs) Wasn't that what, like, Christian missionaries do? Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it now, actually, my parents did give me a lot of leeway if they thought I was out doing church stuff. That's why I use that as a cover for a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) So glad my mom doesn't listen to this. I didn't get to do church stuff. stuff. I used to go to Awana's. I don't know if you guys know about Uh, Awana's. Yes, I know Awana's. I was a Sparky and a Chum and a Guardian, so... Well, I used to have to take, like, this bus out to Awana's, um, but I got in trouble because I told a girl about Chucky... And it was like giving all the, all the kids on the bus nightmares, I guess. And so I wasn't allowed to take the bus to Awana's anymore. So I stopped going. Oh my God. I was the weird kid that told all my friends about how sex worked in like first grade. And my mom got so many calls from parents being like, Do you know what your fucking daughter said to my daughter? 
So I <laughs> See, my mom always prepped me. Before I was allowed to, like, watch stuff that was inappropriate for children, she'd be like, you can't tell any child that you've seen this or any adults. She made it seem like some weird cult where, like, we would all be murdered if I told anybody. So <laughs> I learned about things, and then I also learned how to pretend like I didn't know about things. And so now we go to, like, a South Central L.A. High school or something. Set of Sister Act 2 is what Chelsea called it, I think. (laughs) And we're seeing, like, the end of the movie where... Where Danny DeVito comes in and he teaches urban youth. (laughs) That's a joke. Just, like, this weird, like, zit or something something. right by her mouth. mouth. (laughs) Oh, I saw that earlier, too. (laughs) Nick Stahl is, like, pretty sexy, actually. Like, when he cuts his hair and he doesn't look like a child anymore. (laughs) So it looks like uh, Gavin survived falling over the cliff or he wasn't hanging off that truck. And he goes back and now is a substitute teacher. And I'm but wondering, what, what, what does that matter? Does he know the science to start converting those kids? Exactly. Or is he just, like, going to be some fucking nerdy high school Well, teacher? apparently earlier, Katie Holmes and Stephen were talking. They were like, oh, neuropharmacology you mean mind control apparently all these kids are geniuses so they could probably do anything they're also white and rich it just doesn't make any sense at the end it doesn't make sense at all i I said that out loud to myself i was like well what the fuck does that matter well in the original in the original ending he dies but the audience didn't respond well to that so in addition to cutting out all of the important exposition they also cut out the scene where he dies and just added this scene, like, right before it hit theaters. So maybe that's and It does not so that's even not make sense. Like, so? so? Like, so now he's a so teacher. What's he going to do? Yeah, exactly. He's just going to be, like, the greatest teacher of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe he should just teach at, like, a boys' school since they get, like, so sexually frustrated. I don't know. <laughs> Not everyone was 1998's disturbing behavior. Yeah. Which is actually like a lot more fun the second time around today. I really enjoyed it. It's kind of creepy. When I was watching it by myself this morning, I was like, actually, this is kind of kind of stressing me out. Like, just the thought of moments for sure. People, there's like the way people act. I don't know. Wait, Toothbrush Boy in the credits was just named as Stephen Holmes. Either he was Katie Holmes's brother or he was a combination of Stephen's character and Katie Holmes. Maybe they had a baby. Their baby was at the mental institution. I don't know. As a grown man. man. I don't know. As a grown person, right? My toes are clean! Kills me. So, Heidi, do you have any words of wisdom for our audience um, before we go out? Anything you would like to say, uh, maybe about your films or about life in general? <laughs> about life in general? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't have words of wisdom for anybody. Uh, I would take words of wisdom from you guys. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> All right, you heard it, folks. Heidi Moore wants your words of wisdom, so you can comment on our um, posts. You can contact, uh, comment on our Facebook, on our Twitter handle, um, or on our SoundCloud, and let Heidi know what you think are she words of wisdom. Tell, tell us what you think Heidi Moore needs to know. Definitely check out her film, Dolly Deadly. 
It's amazing from what I hear. I'm literally going to watch it when we're finished with this um, so that I can get in on all the hype. You better not fucking do a podcast and talk a bunch of shit about it. No! (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I'll 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 invite you on and just confront you. (laughs) And then I listen to the podcast and I'm like, you son of a bitch. Oh my god. (laughs) What is that, a potato? Fun fun fact about Heidi's movie, Dolly Dudley. It was filmed with an entire potato cast. Yeah. That well that was that was the secret. The secret. That was the secret. Oh, okay. I'm the sorry to, to, sorry to out you and your potato actresses. <laughs> Alright, so um thank you everyone for listening. This is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitters Undead with special guest Heidi Moore. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Later. Later.